Here we go. Episode number 155 of the Turin Giants podcast. Welcome back, boys and girls. My name is Farhad. I'm the host that loves you most. And, of course, I want to introduce you to my amazing co-host, Sam Adamo, right? Adamo? Adamo. 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 I'm what sorry. Up, I, I just, when, I, when I listen to you guys' uh, podcast, I, I realize I've been saying your last name wrong this whole time. I apologize. And... We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. You, you were also calling it cultural, pod, cultural podcast for a while. It is, it's the cultural podcast, like Megan V. Stallion. It is the one really? and only. Is that who you want to reference? The, the idea came from watching uh, the NFL, actually, and having, and having like, the entire offensive line talk about what university they mm. went to. And they'll say, like, the, the University of, of Missouri I got you. or, I got you. or whatever. I like lo- lo- local. Thank you. Local, local North American reference for, uh, for the global listeners. That's right. Go Packers. Super Bowl 2021 winners. And there's another co-host. His name is Giovanni, and he's a legend around these, around these parts. How you doing, buddy? How you doing, Giovanni? Doing well, man. What's up? Not much. It's, like- been, it's been a while. It's been a month since we recorded. It's good to be back. There's a, there's a whole lot to talk about. Uh, we, we, like to, we like to squeeze in the previous area a game and include the champions league game that just happens to happen today we will discuss all of that before we get to uh all the good stuff about uva i'd like to take care of some uh social media business please join us on twitter at uva podcast also if you want to follow my adventure with the turin giants clothing brand at turin giants on instagram and twitter um all sorts of ways to listen to us, SoundCloud, Spotify, um, iTunes podcasts, or whatever you want to call it, and your choice of a Google podcast app. That's pretty much it about the business. Um, what's up, boys? You want to squeeze in a couple of, couple of stories on the personal front before we, before we move on? I know you guys recorded the podcast. That was awesome. I, I, uh, I don't really listen to other football podcast but you're you're you guys were you guys were gelling man i was so i was so i was so sad i was left out but had a little a, fomo yeah man i hear my two boys on a podcast bullshitting that was that was good was that fun for you giovanni had a little fear of missing oh, i'm sorry i'm sorry uh, by the way uh, farhad we uh we, we we already had you on we had to get on giovanni as well we had to balance no, it out and no so we, we, we had to cut the scale. Couldn't have you both. Couldn't have you both on at once. It would have been too. It would have been too. Uh, too US centric. <laughs> would have been way too US centric. So uh, but, we'll, we'll but, have to get you but, on another time now. I thought about it, and it's like if I jump on, that's basically Turin Giants it's, podcast. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah. So so I mean I I couldn't I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. It's, it's like Robert De Niro and Goodfellas. Like well you know he's giving the speech to to Henry saying 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 you can't divorce your wife. You can't divorce Karen. You can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah it's, I, it's what it is. I, uh, um, I, 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 of course, I joke. That was a, it was a great podcast. Giovanni was was talking about the Italian national team. You guys follow the Culture Podcast um, on all social media uh, platforms and listen to them on every podcasting you. platform. Do- those guys are dope. Um, you, you're gonna get the unleashed version of Sam because here he's like a he's like the you know the player on loan. He's Piazza of our of our generation, but Jeez. you know on the Culture Podcast, one. he's. Um, uh, on Catcher Podcast, he's, he's the less, man. Less he polite, does. less polite. Yeah. All right, no, boys. Giovanni, Giovanni did a great job. Joe, jo, uh, you, you had a good time? Yeah, it was fun. 
Respect. You know, got to chat about something other than Juve. It's a good break. Italy did well. Thank they have been, doing, they've been a lot more fun to watch than Juve. I, I, I will, uh, I will admit. And uh, I mean, uh, yeah, there we go. Alessandro Belpiero agrees. I, I literally, well, that was an accident, but that was the way Alessandro Belpiero announces himself. How you doing? It's a good opportunity for you to plug your merch too, with with uh, with the Del Piero, uh, with the new Del Piero apparel that uh, that dropped recently. Man, that that's that's, that's a that's a sharp top. You got it in black now, also. Appreciate I fucking, you, buddy. I, I uh, love it. Yeah, I mean, it's my opportunity to say thank you to to Sam. He's, you know, he d- does not look for handouts, man. He's paying he's paying full price for all the merchandise. You guys, please check out TurinGiants.com. Thank you, Sam, for bringing that up. You uh, must have a lot of orders. You must have a lot of orders, man. It's been uh, a couple of weeks. I'm still waiting on my order. So uh, you, must, you must be busy. I'm, I'm glad business is a uh, business. It's is a holiday, bro. Santa takes precedence. Oh, Let's man. go. Waiting for your t-shirt. Listen, man, yeah. if, if it wasn't for the post office, I'd be a millionaire, my man. I swear to God. It's like... The shipping of the item is the, my least favorite part because it's just so much garbage you have to deal with. You know, people love the product, but then you get the problems with the post office. And, uh, but, you know, hopefully with COVID ends and stuff like that, we'll be, we'll be back shipping them like this, baby, like hotcakes. When are you going to talk about the crazy shipment story to the special VIP who shall remain unnamed unless you want to reveal him? I know that's not that's not a secret or anything. I I, I was waiting for him to post a uh, make a post like he promised, but I didn't think that's gonna happen. And I'm well, not I mean, a guy when, to... when 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 the Italian postal service makes you wait eight weeks before <laughs> the thing gets delivered, that yeah, might man. that might that might deter. Uh, you yeah, know that, that might you could forget. Oh, you, there's a lot of things you forget in two months. Uh, uh, well, let, let's let's tell that story, I guess. So the Marquisier shirt that 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 we released. Thank you for to whiskey. For by the way, I'm recording at home, so you're gonna hear hella kids. That's like you know, <laughs> it's like a, basically a daycare center. So I apologize for the background noise, but you know what? It's COVID time. If you're gonna be a douchebag and tell me how background was noisy and stuff, you don't listen. It's most we're all at most home. We're used to it now. We're yeah. we're all stuck. So like, if you if if you know, my my kiddos are all over the place. Um, yeah, the Marquisier shirt, you know, the first couple of weeks of me uh, promoting it and people posting, uh, you know, tags of our, you know, of Turin Giants uh, profiles and stuff. Guess who noticed? Marquisier. That's the, you know, beauty of social media. And he reached out, you know, his manager reached out to me and stuff through, through, uh, through Dan Colosimo, you know, our, our, uh, our art director, as I like to call him, you know, by the way. Colosimo, what a guy. He's, he's, he's one of those rare dudes, man. The guy does not ask for anything. He's just happy to help. And I wouldn't be able to do it without him. Shout outs to Colo and his awesome videos and his awesome. He's gotten into the um, picture editing business and he's killing it there. So shout outs to him. So Marquise reaches that. Every Juventino, by the way, young, every younger Juventino fucking loves that guy's work. He's unreal. Oh, he's, he's amazing. He's, he's done work for Pjanic and, you know, he's got, he's got big things coming. He's just got, you know, he's just got tagged in a Juventus post. So super happy for him. Um, yeah, so Marquise reaches out and what I do, I go to UPS thinking it's a reliable service and I pay a lot. A lot like, like if you guys knew how much I paid for, for a package to be delivered to Italy... It would have been worth it if it didn't take eight weeks instead of four days like, like I paid for. And it's just heartbreaking how long it took. And it kind of took the, took the air out of the whole situation. I'm bummed out. Uh, yeah, you never got to post it, but you know what? Marquise is wearing shirts that we designed, and I'm just happy about that. That, 
that uh, and he sent me a private video. He, you know, he uh, uh, he recorded like a selfie video saying thank you for how we appreciate it. It was really cool, really cool of him. If he doesn't post it, I'm happy that you know I'm happy that he has the shirts. But but were the Italian postal guys like extorting oh. you after you paid an astronomical fee at UPS in the first place? It's, I'm not it's, sure if it's my connection. If you cut out there for, for the listeners at at home also, but you you cut out for half a second. Or you were saying you had to pay up. You were saying you had to pay up the ass for for shipment in the first place. I mean, then they yeah, wound up extorting you for like four weeks. So 140 dollars were paid to to deliver the stuff. Oh my then God. you know there was there was. In the period of eight weeks, I've had to be on the phone with UPS maybe 30 times. And that's, that's maybe. I'm just being generous because they needed tax, tax money for this. They needed the customs forms for this. They needed, it, it was a hell. And, and by the end, you know, I, it's just upsetting that Italy, and you guys told me that, you know, I'm, I'm, I love Italy, been there, and we'll, we'll go there. But, you know, the bureaucracy and the way they do things there. And we discussed it on the podcast when when players fail these last minute deals because of the failure of the whoever's in charge in Italy is just it's just a thing they do you know as far as as far as the t- European countries I feel like Italy's behind on a lot of stuff uh, because of the antiquated systems or whatever it is it's it sucks because I've sent packages to Saudi Arabia I've sent packages to Australia and they get there faster than they will ever get to Italy, which was upsetting, but, but Hey, they'll, you know, Marquise is wearing my shirts and that's, that's all I care about. If you guys want to check out those shirts that we talked about, go to touringgiants.com. And I feel like we should talk about the Benevento game for a couple of minutes. I know it was, it was a, it was a rough one for us. What do you, what do you guys think? I mean, it's, what's, what's, up, what's upsetting is, What's upsetting overall, I don't know if Giovanni, you agree, um, back, back me up if you do here, but w- what's upsetting to me is the fact that we, we, we play games now against opponents who I, I, would, I would say are respectable, but who we should still be steamrolling. Like Benevento have actually had a decent season so far. Um, it's, it's relatively early. You know, we're, we're only about a quarter. We're, we're, like, we're like, we're a quarter into the season now. I was going to say we're only a quarter into the season, but that's actually a, a decent sample size now. They've done all right. They have done. They have done quite all right. They've they've gotten a couple of decent results. They're uh, and you know for a team that just got promoted, they're 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 doing okay. They've gotten a couple of good results. Right now, I mean, they only have one fewer win than we do. They're in fifteenth place and we're in fourth place. But we have four wins. They have three. One of our wins was by forfeit. Like just to put it into perspective, like Benevento have not been a terrible team. But on the flip side. Again, we should be fucking. We should be steamrolling these guys. We should be absolutely destroying them, finishing chances. Um, and we could, you know, we had a few more chances in the game that we probably should have put to bed. Dybala had like two in the box that he's normally like lethal from, that he'll normally finish. Uh, but you know, story of the season so far in the leg guy. We we've won three matches from open play. The opener. Uh, we beat Spezia and we beat Cagliari a week ago. We have drawn one-one against Crotone and Benevento. There have been a lot. There have been a lot of draws. There have been a lot of fucking draws. We're still one of the only two teams that are undefeated in the league right now. We've drawn five matches. Who's the Milan other? Milan or Milan, who are in first place. They're you know they're they're edging out matches. I don't know. If, I don't know what the difference is. I, I I really don't. I mean, Milan haven't had the tough 
toughest of schedules either so far, but they're beating the weaker teams. So I, I found it upsetting. I found it upsetting overall, man. I mean, it looked like it was getting off to a great start, 21st minute. Yeah. He has had a he has a very nice pass all the way all the way through fucking split diagonally, um, like 35, 40 yards, completely split open the Benevento defense to uh, to Alvarito. Um, Alvarito looked like it was looked like it was gonna, yeah looked like it was going to be an easy match, and then and then again those chances don't get finished. A couple minutes later, DiBala could have maybe finished one from 12 yards out. Doesn't. Yeah, man, DiBala. We're we're gonna touch on DiBala, but um. Inzaghi is a great coach. It was, it was kind of sentimental to see him, you know, on the sidelines, hugging it out with Pirlo, great teammates from Milan days. And uh, yeah, it's crazy how, how we're getting older and, you know, our idols are becoming coaches now, which is, which is, it does which feel, is, it which does is feel weird. And speaking of that, Del Piero is applying for his coaching license. Um, uh, just news came out today. It's, uh, yeah, but, but it's really nice to kind of, continue growing with them like we saw we're, we're, we're sort of like entering the new age with Pirlo we saw Pirlo playing and of course you know he's playing with Juve but now it's so awesome to see them continuing their um their careers as coaches for and sure. we, we get to follow follow that for the next 20 30 years you know well, I mean you're Del Piero why the hell not maybe you'll get hired by Juve right out the gate I mean it's not it's not like it's not like we require a ton of experience anymore these days and again I love Andrea Pirlo but what I what I haven't liked is the fact that I don't like the way we're playing. Giovanni, I know, is going to have a lot to say about this because we were talking a little bit during the match this afternoon. Giovanni's um, doing his taxes. Time, yeah, but uh, but um, I think I think what's really upsetting is that when you have technically gifted players that play proper football, uh, proper football, they play they play nice, you know, attractive football. The odds are always on your side. Uh, that's why Bayern Munich do very well. That's why. That's why. RB Leipzig did very well last year in the in the Champions League. And they're still but we're doing not. But we're not. Yeah, still but, doing but, decent. But we're not. We're not doing very well right now. We're not playing attractive football. It's we're fucking pumping crosses in all the fucking time. We're trying to walk the ball into the goal. We're not. We're not. We're not striking. We're not. We're not taking any risks. We're not putting. We're not putting balls on goal from from far out. We're we're not. We're not. We're not. I don't know. There's yeah. No. There's when a you. Lot, I uh, sorry to interrupt you because that's no, it's, the only way to I, get. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. So so you know how CBS here in America they have this. Um, it's a really cool concept. How if there's more than like five games or something, they show the best moments. And you know, putting aside their terrible commentators, there's those two guys with heavy heavy Spanish accents. Um, but the show is called Golazo, so I'm guessing that's the reason it. they got hired. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a, it's a good show. So I was watching games parallel to Juve and seeing Barca with quick passes. I know they're famous for it, but um, that's besides the fact. And watching PSG, um, just like those are the teams that look like they will make it further in the Champions League. And then it breaks my heart to say that, but Juve is this faceless kind of kind of like like a Frankenstein of a team put together seeing them mm-hmm. struggle with a corner kick. Like I, 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 I saw PSG attack, which was, I think it was even ended in the goal. Um, and then I switched to Juve and this, this pathetic corner that, that came from just like, it, it was just so toothless. Everything is, everything they do is just so maybe like maybe once and twice in the game, there's a dangerous moment, but mostly it's just passes that go nowhere. And we were texting with all you guys, um, 
during a game. And Giovanni, talk to us. You, you, you were saying how... So now you guys are on a roll, so there's not much that... Look, man. Well, you were saying shoot the ball. Fuck. Okay. Do something. So, so here's, here's where I got, where, where I'm at with this, right? Because we've, we've, we've spent... So Pirlo's been around for four months, right? So let's say you can take into account all of the, you know, late transfers and injuries and COVID and all, all that stuff, right? Like everybody's dealing with that shit. Everybody's dealing with that. So we, we've spent the last three months trying to find and provide ser- some reasoning as to why Juventus is not there yet. But it's been four months. That's like those reasonings, right? I'm sort of calling them excuses. Those reasonings are, are, are done because we're lucky to be in the position that we are now and still be undefeated and mm-hmm. still be in the top five in the league and be qualified to the Champions League. But that is because of Ronaldo and in and Morata, right? Just, just yeah. two individual efforts. Definitely. I will, you know, at this point with like Pablo, like he's got faults and we'll get to it. But to me, the first people that always should be looked at are the players. These, these players should do better. They should be better. They should they should be. They should be. And more, one may say, oh, well, there's maybe not been indication in the past because, well, we've seen it. Even if, whether it's one game or a few games spread apart, we've seen the talent potential of each one of these players. And I'm talking about Bentancourt, Dybala, uh, Chiesa, Arthur, all these people that are supposed to be the new replacements, the people that, the, the young player that like Allegri asked in the first place, and then we eventually got a year and a half late, but none of them are stepping up. So that's a big issue. And you can call it like lack of fitness, you can call it whatever. I call it lack of mentality. At some point, as a 23-year-old, 24-year-old professional, you gotta, you gotta put up or you gotta shut up. There's younger players that are having impacts at their teams. So, like, I don't understand why there's such an issue at Juventus with that. So, that's number one. Number two, I, to me, what is trying to do, I get it, right? I, I get he's trying to play more offensive and more open. But at some point as a coach, you have to realize, is, is do I not have the men to do what I need to, the way I want to do it? And then be a better coach and adapt. We saw that with Lippi, we saw that with Allegri, right? They adapted, <clears throat> they had growing pains and then they got better quickly. Or if the issue isn't the players, right? That, that fits your system then why aren't they digesting your system? Why aren't you teaching it better? So that's on Pirlo and he's got 
but very little time to figure that out. But but considering the coach who's never coached a professional team, that what came, you, what, with, what that is, came what, with the management's like decision, like and he like he put his face out there to be like, I know what I'm doing and I'm sticking by it. Like he like this is the point where like if he, if this if his name was not Andrea Pirlo and it mm-hmm. would have been another young coach, let's say Deserbi. And Deserbi already has like a ton of experience. But he's not like performing, right? Mm-hmm. There, there would have been like a million hashtag Deserbi out like mm-hmm. absolutely you know, game posts. two. So yeah. uh, why are we like at yeah. some point like are we making excuses because But yes, we, we were always we were always going to make excuses because he was Pirlo. I think that was very clear. We we we, we warned I'm, against I'm telling you that I'm, we warned against no, we warned against this. We warned against this early on. We said it's tough because if he doesn't come flying out of the gate, then there's going to be questions asked, but then people are going to feel guilty about asking those questions because of who he is. This isn't shocking, you know. At the same time, I think we have to cool the jets a little bit. Now, now, look, you, you asked me, Farhad, you asked me what I thought about the Benevento game. It wasn't fucking pleasant to watch. I mean, it wasn't, it was very upsetting. And watching the way we've been playing overall over, you know, a larger sample size now and across the Champions League games, it's been a little bit upsetting. Okay, the Ferencvaros game last week was not terrific. It took a very late penalty and Cristiano Ronaldo heroics to win that game. Without him, I don't know what we'd be doing right now. Giovanni, you said it. Morata and Ronaldo are the reasons why we've had any success at all this year. I mean, they've, been, they've both been outstanding. But the team as a whole hasn't looked like much of a coherent collective. The defenders aren't that dynamic. I know you want to tell you, – you, you, can, you can credit Cuadrado, you know, for, for, for getting up and for providing good, uh, good service whenever possible. But, I mean, he's doing it with the limited ability that he has. I say that, I say that with an asterisk. He's a, he's a relatively talented player, but I think he's not necessarily the most modern fullback anymore. Um, he, he, he always kind of strikes me as a bit erratic. He doesn't necessarily feel as fluid going forward as, as some of the other top players in the game. Then you have Danilo, who's also very good, who's been playing a lot on the left when, you know, Sandro well, hasn't been able to step up. On second, there, he's... Though, like, you're saying that Cuadrado is not a modern fullback. If there were a, full, I, there I are a few things. You... Yeah, go, go on, go on. No, no, go, go. I go. challenge you to go look at the number of, like, chances created from Cuadrado. So they're I say probably, without... they're probably if number one, number two, or three on the team. But I think that might, I think that's problematic in and of itself. I don't know that he should be. Based... It's not problematic if you look at how. Let me finish. It's not problematic if you look at how Juventus is playing. All of the chances start out wide. Yes, that's I, that's what's driving us nuts. That's what's or, driving us nuts. Whether it's on purpose, and then that movement is purposeful or whether it's a symptom of a breakdown in play either way that's where it sets i believe from what i remember reading about like Pirlo's thesis you know when he got his little coaching degree or whatever his big thing was you start building play you focus it on the side and if you can't build it from there you switch field of play to the other side here's the problem we don't have one player in midfield that has the vision nor the, nor, nor, nor the leg to make a cross-field pass. Echo, echo. And that's that, the irony in Pirlo's thesis is that it wasn't the way that he played the game. He was the guy in the middle dictating the play and spreading it to those wings. Now, 
Now, here, here's the thing. I agree with you. I agree with you. Fundamentally, the idea works if you have somebody in the middle who could do that. So I don't know. I don't know who that is. But you know, but, the, but the, the thing, it's perhaps, not necessarily. We're, we're like, not, I don't necessarily mean that it has to be like um like a guy like that has to be a pimp dead in the middle. I but get it. I get it. Midfielders like you cannot expect Quadrado to nail a cross field path. Like there's nobody now that look, can do look. half those players. Let me ask you both a question. Okay. I know the answer, but let's ask it. It's a, stu- it's a stupid question, I guess. But have you guys fucking enjoyed watching this team the past two months? Have you guys had fun? Have you guys found it exciting? Yes, at times. But I the haven't. problem is this. Like, I know what Pirlo is trying to do, but it's not coming to fruition. And, it's, and to me, it's frustrating because... I see a challenge and I'm either like, I cannot externalize my frustrations tangibly by going to the players to be like, what the fuck? Like you guys are generating so many chances, but not one of you guys is taking a shot from like when you have to. Uh, They're like, so number one, number two, like be more, like you can't generate against Calgary. 14 chances on goal and only score uh-huh. two. That, that's the issue. Chance, no chance conversion is the that's issue. Players, that's why that's we're drawing. That's why we're drawing matches. That's why we're only scoring one goal a fucking game. Yeah, that's why but we're then the other, But then but. Uh, collectively, the other issue too is, as Pirlo, if you see that these dummies aren't even, they're just, they, they have 70% possession, but with 70% possession, you're not doing anything. Change something up, man. Like fucking change something up. Okay, so so I'm shocked to hear you say that you've enjoyed watching them play recently. Because I've been bored times. Stiff. Yes. I've been bored stiff. I have hated seeing Quadrado try to fly up the wing and send crosses in. It's not exciting. I don't like and again, I don't care if it's exciting for winning matches necessarily, but we're not winning a lot of matches that we should be. So it's obviously not as effective a, 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 an idea as, 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 as... The problem is this. I don't think there's enough... Okay, again. I, I think the issue here is that there's one key thing missing. Like, and well, there's a couple of th- key things missing, right? Like, we can talk about, like, the players and tangibles that they got to, like, drop a pair and, like, just be better. The other thing, too, is that I don't think any of the players have, like, assimilated the, some of the nuances of, like, the way that Pirlo wants them to play. I, I'll give can, an example. Can I can – I, oh, sorry. I didn't know you were going on. No, go on. Chiesa, who everybody today – who had a, a decent game today. Right? He scored a goal. Against the second one. Got, like, an assist, right? So, he you – know, positive, right? So we'll give him that. But overall, in a lot of the times, like, Kiza has is brought in, and we know that his talent is with really good pace and one-on-one dribbling, right? He's, like, less like Douglas Costa with, like, you know, flashy moves, but he'll, he'll get you on pace on, like, a couple of cuts. The problem is, it seems like this – like, he doesn't – doesn't have a shot so he doesn't shoot from outside and his crosses are not that good 
They're not that good. He's not a very precise crosser. That's not his thing. You know, he get, no. he gets in. He's meant to. He's meant to shoot, or he gets into the box. You know, he will drive into the box. Well, his shot is not good, and he's and here's the thing. He's not smart enough to know. Here's when I shoot. Here's when I want to pass. And he's certainly not showing that he's smart enough to know when to dribble and cross in, and when to dribble and like go like go in for depth. Because he always ends up in the fucking corner losing the ball. Like, for, for, for every good cross that he puts in, he ends up in the corner 10 times. Like, I talk. like you know, Federico Chiesa, be better. It's you so funny I mean? how, like, I, I made some notes before the game just so we can follow, like, I can personally follow some, follow a thread. And, like, the only positives I had was about Chiesa. And here comes Giovanni just, like, squatting <laughs> over the whole theory and just taking it. I thought, I, thought, I thought he looked, <laughs> I thought he looked <laughs> all right. Good. It's he the type good. of player he is. I mean, he drives forward with the blinders on, and it's who he is. I, 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 haven't, I haven't hated him. But, but I then think... I don't need him. But then I don't need him for $70 million or whatever we paid. We did pay seventy million for it, but you could have gone to Inter to do that, no, but and then the team should have invested in somebody else. Let's let's let's, 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 let's we could have kept Douglas Costa really easy. Let's, Douglas let's, Costa did that fine. Yeah, but but Douglas Costa was going to wind up leaving for nothing, right? He 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 was he was on the path to no resale value. I get okay, why they wanted so, to offload but, him. But, it's but, but look, fact still I, remains. I, fact still I, remains that Keza is not. Lit fulfilling his potential because we know because we've seen it that he can be a determining player at work. all right so all let's right. Re- let's revisit let's revisit the Kiesa situation uh in a couple of weeks maybe we'll see maybe we'll see improvements i've been i you know listen the, there's sl- just like them. S- slim pickings but out of out of the garbage that we've seen i think Kiesa has been he he really tries like I, you can see He's got one of the most assists in Serie A. The, you know, yeah, the I mean, s- stats aside, I feel like he's one of the few players on, on the current roster that truly knows what it's like to play for Juve. Um, and, and then again, this, this conversation of Italian, Italian players versus, um, you know, like foreigners who are just collecting the check. Juve is a, is a whole thing. I feel like this Juve has lost his spirit when Marquisio left, uh, Buffon is not there a lot. I know he's a presence in the, in the parking lot, in the locker room. Um, but I feel like he has, a, has, that, has that Juve in him, and I really hope he's the future. Speaking of the, speak, speaking of the future, sorry, Giovanni. Speaking of the future, we saw Delict coming back. Um, last two or three games, he's been amazing. The, the kid is just a natural. When, as soon as he came back, you know, it just felt like, Three players are on the field instead of one, so I've been been really happy about my. Well, son. He was okay. He was, he was okay. He he still made some mistakes timing his headers, but he 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 yeah yeah. I mean he's 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 uh he's easing back in. Remember when he started last year, he he didn't come in guns blazing, and then he wound up solidifying kind of throughout the year. I do think though that like. It's, it, this feels weird. We're, we're, we're complaining after a 3-0 Champions League win, and the Champions League group stage sucks. It always fucking sucks. The football is not – like, it's not as exciting. You're playing against teams that you, that you, that you could normally walk all <laughs> can, over. Can't pronounce. You know, you know it, it, 
it feels we it feels a little bit odd after four games played last week we qualified for the next round and we're fucking railing on people like listen he's he's doing he's doing a lot better than Antonio Conte is in the Champions League right now at Inter and he's supposedly like you know one of the best coaches in Italy we have to take it back a little bit here i think we need to we need to take it with a grain of salt i don't want to sh- i don't want to rail too badly on the results we are undefeated in the league it is upsetting that we have not closed out a couple of games there has to be improvement in the finishing but what is concerning to me is the fact again that I don't think we're playing attractive football. And I don't think that necessarily matters. But in the case, in a case like this where you have the most talented and expensive squad in the league and are still going out and buying good players. Today, you know, today, Farhad, you were saying in our group chat, you were saying it, it's kind of shitty. You know, we have Ronaldo and we have no supporting cast. You know what? And I agreed. And then I kind of thought, Giovanni said, wait, what are you talking about? And I thought, wait, what the fuck? Like, We've, we've actually had a lot of reinforcements put in the last year and couple of months. Delict came in a year ago. Emidal came in a year ago. Kuluzhevsky was bought last December and came in this year. Chiesa is another talented, youngish player that came in this year and has that, you know, I know Giovanni just railed on him a little bit, but it's, he's obviously not quite the finished product yet. You might hope that at 23, he would be closer to being the finished product, but let's be honest, he's not quite yet, but he's also, he, he, he's, He's displayed a lot of glimpses of things that I think we should be hopeful about. Morata was brought in uh, this summer and has looked excellent. And I, I believe we have, we, have a buy, we have a purchase option on him. Seems to be loving his time at Juve. You want to talk about guys that know what it's like to play for Juve. He seems to understand it. So we have reinforced the squad and we, we've purchased a number of players in midfield in the last couple of years. Uh, Rabio, Arthur, uh, McKenney, etc. So it, in theory, in theory, we should be mopping the floor in the league. What's pissing me off is the fact that we are not and we are not playing attractive football because I feel like if we were playing a more attractive style brand of football, then if, if, we, were, if, we, were, if we were being a little bit more creative, a little bit more fluid, then I, I almost feel like there'd be a little less inhibition in how they play. And I think do, psychologically... Do you guys think, I don't think... Do, do, you, do you guys think... Let me just throw some out there. Do you guys think that the fact that the stadiums are empty... It kind of hinders no, the creativity. No, 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 but like, who knows? Imagine, who knows? It's possible. It's a value. Yeah, imagine open stadiums have been closed since February. Like at but this Im- point, they got a job to do. That don't mean shit, no. man. In my opinion, that it could, it could, it could. Smaller teams might feel a little bit less intimidated going to the San Siro with seventy million, uh, seventy million, seventy thousand people in the stadium. You know, the Juventus Stadium, one of the, you know, Soto La Curva, you know, one of the few modern stadiums in Italy. It's Juventus very- Stadium has never been a warm, scary place to go play. Have you been recently? Yes, time, the last year and Have a you half, been recently? It's pretty, the- it's pretty, it's pretty modern. You know, their fans are close to the field. Have you not been following recently that like the Curva has not been like sharing because they don't want to pay money for tickets? So we're, we're I, getting I off topic. Shit, I was just, I, w- I, I was just, that that's, that's, it's possible. It's a possible. These people it's are professionals. Po- no, we're it's a possible. possible I, don't I don't buy the fact that like these people are like, oh, there's no fans. Therefore I'm, I'm shy when I play. It's no, a but, 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 dude, but in, like, I know it's a very primitive comparison, but like when you're in school and there's at least one girl watching, you're going to do better. I'm sorry. But like if there's 40,000 people there, you're talking about attractive football, right? Like we're not talking about good results. We're talking about the actual little pizzazz out there on the field. I feel like if I there's actually, fans around, I feel like 
I don't know. Maybe I'm just grasping us. But, but again, we're, we're losing. But we, we're losing. We're losing points. We're dropping points to a couple of mediocre teams. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not. Again, it, maybe the Benevento and the Crotone draws, both of which were um, at their home ground, by the way. But maybe they're just isolated events, you know, in a vacuum. They're, they're but, not but, isolated, but, man. We've been playing poorly okay, since the well, end of like Sarri. This is in the. I agree. The- I agree. We. I've been saying the same thing. But if you want to say that perhaps as a result, like if you want to say that maybe on another day we might have lucked out more, just on the base of the fact that we had, you know. We had Dybalik miss two chances against Benevento, for example. My, my point is, I actually think that having no fans for smaller teams facing the big boys might actually be to their advantage. So, Farhad, you were saying you performed better with a girl. I don't know where you went to school. But if I had, like, if I had, a, you know, I was actually, I was decent at public speaking. I mean, I, I humble brag, you know, I, I, I'm fucking on a couple of podcasts <laughs> now. I mean, I, I guess it makes sense. But I would see, you know, sometimes... Sometimes I, you know, you 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 feel the nerves a little bit if 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 there were thirty kids looking at you in class. I went to an all guys high school, but if there were girls in a, in any social situation, you know, you feel a little bit a little bit nervous when you're younger. You know, you you want to do stupid shit to impress them. Whereas if you're just with a teacher, you know, or you know one on one, you're given a presentation, you go to their office, you're relaxed. You know, maybe that's what this is. There are no fucking fans in the stadium. They don't feel the palpable energy of uh of of uh, of, of their fans hoping that they beat you, and they can play with a little less inhibition. You know, it's, it's very possible that yeah. Benevento do better in an empty stadium than in a packed stadium against Juve. But again, you could also look at it the other way. And say, maybe Dude, then we've got a problem case. throughout the... Uh, I'm the, just saying, it's not... Yeah, okay. You guys are saying but that it's this not, is... It's, who, can, who knows? Who knows? It's, it's certainly Look. not too big a variable that we could use it. As, okay. I do think that the big issue... I agree with you, Giovanni, is the midfield. I think it's not fluid enough. I think if you had another central midfielder, I think instead of playing with two pivots, if you, play, if you played with like, like a regista, you know, one pivot and maybe a box-to-box guy and like a mezzala, that could be a little bit more interesting. I think you can get a little bit more possession in midfield that's a little bit more meaningful instead of fucking hoofing it out to four guys on the wings, two fullbacks and two wide men. That's what I, that's, Look, you know, that, that's what, that's what I think. This is what is the lowest hanging fruit. and But the problem is it's the one with the most unpredictable variable. Like, I don't have an issue with the way that Pirlo is playing. The problem that is, you know, the frustration that I can understand you have, right, from what you're saying is that you're not liking that it comes from the sides. I don't, like, if that's the way that he wants to build up play, that is A-okay. The problem is that the players are not making the right decisions. And if you go and you, you can slow down the game, you'll have places where you're like, oh, this person is going to shoot instead of trying to pass or to dribble. And these motherfuckers don't do it. They okay. keep going to the corners to build it up from there. And where I need to understand, and which isn't clear for me, is what is the issue? Is it the issue that Pirlo is telling them go to the corner and try to walk it in? Or is it these players that are like, well, I think I understand that this is what I need to do. And therefore, uh, you know, I'm trying, I'm going to try to pass in it all the time. Cause not one person has like made the decision to be like, Oh, well, let me cut in and take a shot. Like it's, it's frustrating or times where like, I, I don't know. And sometimes, and, and this is the problem. Like, you can't say that like the like 
the way that we're playing isn't more offensive. The numbers are there. They're just not scoring. And, there, and there's a ton of pedestrian mistakes, man. Like, Kulzewski can't fucking, like, like, you can't tell me. Like, you played at Parma for a year where your entire job was to restart on counterattacks. And over the past three games, I can count a handful of times where the counterattack died at his feet because he couldn't hook the ball properly. Are you kidding me? Bro, are you kidding me? This is your entire skill set. Um, all right, let's, let's, I, I think, let's, let's switch gears here. Sorry, finish your thought and we'll... we'll... I, will, I have one last point. I think if sure. we're going to play wide, you need, more, you need better modern fullbacks. That's it. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't see with Danilo. He's looked okay. He's had a decent season so far. I think he's probably better suited as like a, as like a half center back and a three back. Um, That's what he's um, been playing. He's, yeah, he's yeah, I, I, think, on the side, yeah. I think he's better. Yeah, I mean, okay, 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 but at the start of the season, if someone said, Who are our right backs? He would have said Danilo and Cuadrado, you know, <laughs> and, they, and someone would have said, Who are your left backs? He would have said Alexandro and I don't know who, I guess Frabotta, but no one really knew who he was yet. But I mean, we've seen after year. four months that in Pirlo's teams, the wings are just they go up and down, but right? If you like, want to play that way, way get younger, dynamic fullbacks, get a Serginho Dest. I agree. Get rid of fucking Cuadrado. Let use it, use him, use him as a role player. You're not going to be Bayern Munich in the Champions League. Which remember, people, is why we signed Ronaldo. It's the fucking thing that we want to do before he leaves is win the Champions League. And right now, we don't look like we're in a position to beat the top teams in Europe. Listen, a lot can change. No. Bayern Munich, we're, Bayern Munich, we're in the shit this time last year. Okay, when Nico Kovac got got sacked, they were in the they were in, they were in, they were in the shit. I'm not saying we need to sack Pirlo. I'm saying a lot could change over the year. Okay, we will see where we wind up. Right now. We're not in a position to beat Bayern Munich playing the way we do, having fucking Juan Cuadrado try to, try to you know, clumsily hoof it past the guy and, and, and float a ball into the box. We need more modern fullbacks if you want to play wide a lot. That's what I think. I think it eases some of the pressure off of the, off of the, off of the wingers. I think they can kind of come to the top of the box a little bit more and maybe play one-twos with the fullbacks. Again, Alexandro has that ability. He's kind of slowed down over the past couple of years. We've all, we've all seen it happen, but... You know, I digress. I think that that is one area that we really need to strengthen in. There in central midfield, for me, that's it. Um, I, I'm not going to go talking about transfers now, although we are only a month away from transfer window, so I guess we'll get to that in, in a few weeks. I just, I just feel yes. like, I just feel like we settled for Cuadrado, and just because he does, yeah, just okay. I feel like we've, 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 we settled for him. You know, we think that it's he's not great. Settling. He's, he's, he's like, okay. That's the thing, like. But I hate, man, like, this shit makes me lose my mind. You love Cuadrado. Whatever we have to do. We've been dealing with this as Juventus fans for fucking ever, right? Like, we get used to seeing the same old face, and then we're like, well, we're settling for him. He has literally been the best, the, the, the added playmaker, and he's been one of the best players so far this season. If his performance continues... And everybody else pulls up their pants and starts playing like Cuadrado is playing. Maybe we don't draw matches against fucking whoever the fuck we just drew against Benevento two days ago. I hate like when I hear like, well, we're settling for Cuadrado. It makes my head explode. I, I think there are, like, I just think there are players that would play better than him. If you had 40 million burning a hole in your pocket. And could sure, score, if I oh, had Danny Alves from... 10 years ago, would I plug him in front of Cuadrado? Okay, that's, there's no transfer season now. 
So can, can as us as as fans, can we analyze what's yeah. in front of our face? Which is sure. Do, are you bored with Cuadrado? Fine. Do we want like a younger, more dynamic? Okay, fantastic. There's a time for that. The Our problem boys. right now, when you cannot go and go get like four different fullbacks and two different midfielders is, what the fuck is going to happen? Are the players going to figure their shit out? Or does the coach need to change? Either what he's doing or like he, the, the coach changes itself, right? You know, like he goes away. I, I don't know, but you, it's like... All right. So let's, let's switch gears here a little bit. Um, I wanted to mention top five all-time scores in the Champions League. All right. So um, Del Piero, number one, 44 goals in 92 matches. Uh, let's see if you guys can, can name them, actually. Give me a top five. What do you guys think? You don't have to do the goals and the matches. Top five of what? Juventus or just... You, uh, you, you stepped no, away no, first. You, you got to fill me in. I stepped away first. Like, I had to take a leak. What's, what, what, <laughs> no what worries. Uh, TMI, buddy. But um, Juve's all-time top scorers in the Champions League. Give me, give me your top five. Champions League is since the mid-90s, right? Oh, for fuck's so not, sake. Not, Champions so not, League. Not, in a, in the, yes, in Europe. The, the competition we play in, in Europe. Yes. Since, going back, but, but, but does that include the UEFA Cup? That... Like the, the old... Uh, All right, so, so, so this Copa game Campione. is not... This game no, is not I know what no but like, like does, did Boni Perti play in this competition? Or was it not yeah, was it called the Champions League back then? Yeah, that's like. Do I we know count him? Do we count him? I don't think so. But let's. Okay. Let's, so, okay. Um, so top five, we both. Trezeguet did. is one. Uh, Del, Piero. Del Piero definitely. Um, top five. Nedved. Um, Number Nedved. one. Alessandro Del Piero, forty-four goals yeah. in ninety-two matches. Trezeguet, twenty-eight goals in fifty-two matches. Inzaghi, uh, 17 20. goals. Who? In- People Inzaghi. Oh, my God. Okay. Inzaghi, number three, 17 goals yeah. in 26 matches. Wait, hang Dybala. on. Let me, let me guess another one. I was going to guess Dybala. He has D- to be up there. Dybala is number four with 15 goals in 47 matches. So it okay. is Champions League and not Copa Campioni. Yeah. Okay. And number five, Alvarito. Wow. 13 goals coming up. You know, if he scores four more goals, he's going to be number three. How many uh, does Nedved have? I don't know. I'm just reading top five. I, I don't see him. I guess he I spent think... so many years. He spent so many years, like like from 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 2006 to like 2000. And when did he leave the club? 2009, 10. From like 2006 to I guess the last few years of his career, he didn't really do much in Europe. We did. We weren't in Europe. So so yeah, Morata. You know, he's got six goals this Champions League. I don't know if you guys want to pull up who uh, who who's the top scorer of the Champions League this year. But six goals. That's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, he scored what like. F- Three goals against uh, the guy from Gladbach, Playa or Playa, mm, whatever his last name is. Yeah, Alessand Playa. So is it, yeah. is it not Marcus Turam? You're thinking of? N- no, I mean the other Playa guy. I think okay. he have like four goals like two two games ago. He they they scored. they got they got a slew of French strikers there. Yeah. Uh, no, so 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 just confirm. So 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 Haaland's on six goals right now. Um, in uh, is that in am I in, am I in the right competition? Am I in the Champions League stats? Yeah, Holland has six goals. 
And uh, Abarito also has – he has five goals. Rashford also oh. has five goals. So, uh, yeah, but he, he's up there. He's up there for sure, man. He's up there for sure. Yeah. Playa is on three goals. Playa is on three goals. He, so, he, he, he's, he's among the top – he's in the top five currently. Who's, I know, it's, I know oh. like I said, it's – There's – they've, they've updated it. Alvaro is at six. He's the top Boom. scorer, joint with Rashford and Haaland. Then play at five and Giroud at five. Very okay, nice. they, maybe they didn't take into account the goals from today. The site I'm looking at. Fucking. Um, okay. Uh, yo, uh, yeah. at Joe Turin Giants, you got a lot of questions, buddy. Oh, did I? You got a lot <laughs> of questions, my guy. All right, let, let, me, let me just, uh, while old man Giovanni looks for his paper and pen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, text. Pulling it up on the Twitters. On the Twitters. Oh, look at that. Or he's got the lingo down on the Twitters. Um, today's, t- today's game was the first time that a female referee was a, a referee for a men's game, which was, which was super nice. I was, uh, we started watching with my daughter and she, she saw it and she was really impressed. So, uh, just give you, gives you a perspective that, you know, must be nice. uh, like an old man watching champions league that might not mean much to him, but you know, my daughter's son, she was, she actually like, I didn't tell her anything. We were just watching the game. Uh, and uh, she was. She was inspired. That was that was really good to see. So, uh, props to oh, UEFA nice. for making that happen. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's uh, actually done something good for once. I saw. Yeah. I think today was the anniversary, the ten year anniversary of uh, the Qatar World Cup being awarded. Um, I, I think saw I saw. That. I saw. I saw. Stat. I think out of twenty two, there's a tweet that went viral or semi viral. Out of the twenty two people that voted, I think fifteen are now under indictment, banned by mm-hmm. FIFA, uh, or uh, or. Um, Evading extradition to the U.S. for trial or some shit. I think only one of those people is still at FIFA. Uh, by the way, this this wasn't in my notes, but I just remember we, we'd be a terrible soccer podcast if we didn't mention uh, the passing of Maradona, um, the Serie A legend, and um, shameless plug. Uh, shameless plug. We we did a whole episode on it last week. If you want to go check it out at the Calcio Podcast. Um, Little less, little less bias uh, toward you guys. So ooh, we're free to we're free to kind of talk about. That's awesome. That's awesome. Legends That's... of the Calcio uh, sphere. So uh, yeah. did you get? Did you guys see? Well, I, we're we're not gonna get into it. You know, uh, rest in peace, Maradona. Obviously, I unfortunately didn't catch him. I think I saw him play once in 1994 at the World Cup. Uh, that was that's when he grabbed the camera when he was celebrating. But then you know, uh, tragic life. You know, there's there's so many accom- figure, man so many accomplishments but you know when you when you look at the life lived it was it was a wild life and um gone too soon giovanni you ready yeah bro Ooh, also oh, the dog is ready too let's fucking that's, go that's my that's my boy also anyways let's go my two seconds to get quiet this is this is not part of the program what kind of dog uh, you got? Is he a pit bull? Oh, dude. Yeah, he's a pit bull mix. Dude, I am 176 pounds, 5'11". Mm-hmm. When this boy greets me, I fall down. Like, he just <laughs> topples me. He's, You're uh, a mean mother. Giovanni's a mean motherfucker. He's he a, a pit big, bull, man. The fir- it's so funny. When, when I just start, got, you know, got the idea for Turin Giants, the first hoodies that, we ca- that I came <laughs> up with 
um, we did a photo shoot next to Giovanni's house and him, him holding his big ass dog. And was, I have these on my computer. Maybe, maybe I'll find them. I'll post them. Those are pretty badass pictures. By the way, I found a suitcase full of the first release hoodies. If you guys want to check them out, uh, I'll, I'll post them on the website. They're like unreleased material. If you want a piece own, Sheesh. if you want to own piece of history, uh, then I switched suppliers and kind of like forgot about that. But th- those were pretty dope. My wife still wears them around the house. It's, it's a pretty good release. All right, Giovanni, let's go. Yeah, okay. First question by Juve Storia di un grande amore. That's the handle title, but anyway. It's a nice name. Are you concerned with finishing first in our group to avoid the likes of Bayern and round 16, or are you happy with just qualifying in second? Well, I mean, we're already qualified, so the heavy lift is done. Obviously, it just makes more sense from a, you know, chances standpoint for you to be first, right? Um, that being said, you know, you could be first and then go against like a second team, second place team like PSG if they come second. Like, I just hate that we still, I just hate that we're still a team that finishes second. You know, I'm, I think, uh, yeah, we, I mean, I think, I think we're, we're number try, one. Exactly. Well, we'll I think see. you should try to win all the time. Well, if we beat Barcelona next week, then it's us. So, so I hope so. Anyways, um, next one by Yogi House. Uh, Joanne, Joanne, do, do you want to switch it up a little bit? Do you want to do the question and then um, direct it towards someone? And then if somebody else wants to chime in, they can do it. Just so it's not like repetitive. You answering, it's, it's like getting a little bit of all, everyone's opinions. What do you think? Nice, nice, nice creative, uh, creative session on the on the podcast live. A little brainstorm of how to. No, uh, yeah, sounds good. Do you guys right. think that we should go? We should be first, or just you know, we should just be happy that we qualified second. We got to do everything we can to beat uh, to beat Barcelona next week. It's going to be difficult, but I think we uh, we need to do everything we fucking can. And I, you're right, Farhad. You said before that they're a beautiful team to watch. They are right now, but let's not forget uh, they're still not they're still not you know. In, in, in peak form right now overall I think they still if you ask the Barcelona fan if everything if everything is alright they tell you that they're pretty concerned about the state of things right now uh, we can still capitalize on it I think we have to fucking beat them as you know as, as best we can to avoid the likes of Bayern 100% we face Bayern in the next round we're fucked we're royally screwed uh, so you know finishing first doesn't guarantee that you won't face a, a, a juggernaut but uh, certainly that's true and, that's, and, and, and basically that's what maybe a team that's finishing first is saying about, you know, we're finished first and we still have to face Juve. You know what I mean? So it's exactly. So, so grain of salt, but yeah, definitely, definitely want to be, be what what you got, Giovanni. What do you think? Okay. Second question by Yogi house. Yogi Um, house. Yeah. Okay. Is it Pirlo's fault or, is it the players not wanting to get enough? I know it is partially both, but who has the most responsibility? Not counting management. I say right now it's on the players because I see like we see the amount of chances that Pirlo's strategy creates, right? Mm-hmm. And the ball could move faster. Like I know it can move faster, but for whatever reason, these players aren't moving it faster. And, like, we're also not scoring more. And we're also not concentrating on defense and taking stupid goals at stupid times. So, 
No, to me, it's on the players. I think it's on. Uh, I think it's on the manager. I think the manager has to motivate the players, uh, not just tactically set them up, but I think he also has to be very, very deliberate in what he says to them to fire them up to make sure that they're always sharp and that they're always, um, that they're always ready to roll. I think it's like any, like it's like in any job, the, your manager, how they, how your direct, how your direct, um, um, superior. Uh, manages you has a great effect on how motivated you're going to be to do your job. Even though you may think you're motivated, I think there are some subconscious things that a manager could tap into. Allegri was very good at that, managing in-game, yelling, being disciplined, telling them, no, play quickly, play quickly. Pirlo's very quiet. Uh, maybe he's still finding his feet. Maybe it's the type of manager he is. But I, I, think, uh, I think perhaps um, another manager who is a little bit more, who's a little bit more emotion-based um, with the exact same team playing a very similar style, may uh, be getting different results right now. I don't know. Again, early. Look, but look, look at this guy. He's already manager. asking. He's already asking for a new manager. Oh, come uh, on! <laughs> come on! So there's no wrong answer. So, all right. all right, Rob V or at some guy in London. Um, is Kiza better on the right, going on the outside of his man, rather than playing on uh, off on the left and cutting in? Do you agree? I, I mean, look, Keza was brought in because, you know, Paratici likes really versatile players. That's one big thing for him. So he can play both on the right or on the left. I still don't understand where long-term he's going to be more effective one way or the other. Um, but I can tell you this. I don't think he's good at shooting. So, if because he's a righty, just put him on the right and then just tell him to cross. That, that's, that's at this point how I would play him until he learns how to shoot. I like him on the left. I, I like him both sides, but I, I've actually been surprised how much I've liked him on the left. So, I think he's actually fine either, either side. I think he has a lot to offer, to offer on both sides. But because I've been impressed with, with how he performs on the left – in my mind, he was traditionally a guy who preferred to play on the right. I was because I was very, you know, again, pleasantly surprised with how he plays on the left. I'll say the left just because I didn't expect him to play as well on the left as I as I've seen him play. But why? Um, what are you basing that decision on? Just like personal, like I just I like, like yeah um, yeah pers, per, personal feeling. I, I I like the way I like it. Just it just it just seems like it works for me. I like the way he just, opens up his body. I like the way he cuts in and uh, and and. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's because I'd be a, I'd be curious too. on like empirically, like how effective he is either on the left or the right. And I don't know. In terms of goals stats. per game, yeah, I don't know. I, I actually, Juventus back. Twitter stats person is, but if somebody could post heat maps or the whatever statistics, you know, that would be helpful to kind of resolve this. But yeah, yeah no, I mean, I think he's better on the right. But can I, can I bring something up that I know I'm going to regret this because it's definitely not going to go under two minutes. But uh, shout out to Saeed, uh, our first co-host of the Juve podcast, which was known back then. He brought up a good point. He's the president of the Juventus Southern California fan club. Just a shout out to him. He was saying how how many opportunities for a good set-piece goal we miss. And kind of made me think, and I replied to him as well, if we were to take an opportunity um, and, and score from a corner, score from a free kick, score – I mean, penalties haven't been really a problem. It's just – it's to me, it's so frustrating that almost all of the goals are from open play. 
And I feel like if we took an opportunity to take advantage of the set pieces and like dead ball situations, we'd score a lot more goals. What, what are you guys' thoughts on our toothless corners and our free kicks that go wasted most of the time because Ronaldo takes them? And we're not going to sugarcoat it. One goal that he scored against Torino, which was like, I don't remember when that was. June. It's just not, it's not a good ratio. Um, so let's, let's keep it short. What do you guys think? Um, I'll, I'll go first. I, I, think, I think the corners are a little bit of a tough one to, to pinpoint because they've been problematic for a while. I think the free kicks are just entirely a product of, although not being that effective as a free kick taker, I think Pjanic over the dead ball was super effective. I think Dybala is even more effective from a dead ball position. Uh, so yeah, I think that's a huge, uh, a huge factor. Again, Ronaldo's incredible. The fact that he didn't play against Benevento, by the way, super arrogant on our part to not play him and fucking get get cucked like that. But um, I, I, I think you can't you can't underestimate his value to the team. But not from set pieces. I'd actually argue that he's worth more in the box on corners and from 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 dead ball wide indirect free kicks um, in the box than than over over the ball taking. Yeah, because I feel I feel like if he service. I feel like if he's waiting for like a bounce or a keeper saving the ball. I feel like he's much better as a poster. He's just not as good at placing the ball as Dybala. He's not. So, Joe, what do you think? You're saying that Ronaldo is not as good at taking free kicks as Dybala? Correct. That that is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Um, And and I'll bet the record would support it in the past three years. Oh, okay. I'm not arguing. Um, You know? But I uh, no, I just the, to answer your question, Farhad. I I don't, I'm not really paid too much attention on it. I if, to give you a better answer, I'd have to take a look at what again the actual corner stats are. But I'm trying to think if we scored from corner or through a like action that comes from corner. I don't remember. Not not not, not often. There's not often. Yeah, it's, I'm 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 sure we yeah, have. But what's the percentage? Like is is if you're saying that we scored let's say for example we scored 20 goals but you know four of them are from corner kick or came off of like a corner kick or a set piece that's like what? It's like 20%. All right. All right. Well, we're we're not going to go into details. Our two minutes are up. We but need a stack guy. I think we need a I know, stack uh, guy. You, you know what? In, uh, follow at Indian Regista. Arjun is a, he's actually been on a podcast. This guy's, a, I mean, he, he's, I think he's a little busier now because in the golden days Five. of UV Twitter, he was just pumping these, these stats out, which were unbelievable. Like stuff that you, it was just magical how he would, back everything with sources but he would find the greatest stats i need to reach out to him i actually tweeted at him today to to uh to give us that, those stats um anyways last uh, one go ahead buddy okay so arthur braga long time listener long time question poster so shout out to him thank you buddy what is your opinion on the balance of Serie A teams this season compared to the last 10 years are we living the most balanced season in 10 years Balance equals a good number of well-rounded teams with similar opportunities to win the Scudetto. So, I like. I, I like. I, sorry, I like this question to kind of. Very good question. To um, I know Sam, Sam. I know Sam has to go. I think that's a perfect question to kind of sum up oh, the episode. Yeah. Uh, well, long, 
long story short, I, um, I don't know, man. Like, it seems balanced now because we're three months into the year, but one might say that maybe in 2017, that was the most balanced because Juve wasn't doing that well. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, we smashed opposition. So I... On paper, does it look balanced? Yes, but I think it's been a little bit more balanced over the past two, three years with teams just getting better and having to like close that gap with Juventus. But maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe now I think with um, Milan making some really good investments on young people that panned out, right? Uh, you know, you have three legit players, right? Um, Juve, Milan, Inter. So yeah, I think Ro- Roma have done pretty well too. I I think I think the answer to this question is yes. This year's this year's been very balanced. I think and I think it will continue to be. I think uh, Allegri leaving Juve swung open the door for balance in Serie A because no dominant manager, no top manager has taken over yet. Sarri was obviously not that. Uh, and I, I don't. I'm not convinced that Pirlo is either. Um, certainly not on the evidence of what we've seen so far, especially given, you know, how how much of a I mean, he's a, he's a vir, he's, he's a virgin manager, you know. So um, he's definitely not at that level where he has a ton of experience yet. And I, so I think I think right there, the door got blown right o- wide open to 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 have a, a much more interesting competition, which we saw last year, um, definitely with Lazio and Inter down to the end. I think it's going to go even tighter this year. So I know you do the podcast with Nick, who's a Milan fan. Shout out to Nick. He was, he was super awesome when I came on, on your guys' podcast. Tell me this. What's, what's his feeling? Because, you know, they're, they're, they've shown... Too good to be true. They've shown, to be true. Oh, really? So they've shown it, that they're serious and they kept the coach. And you know what? Out of all the teams that I want to break Juve's, Juve's record, I, obviously I don't want to, but I prefer that one team to be Milan. Um, I mean, it would make sense. Like, it would be, it would certainly make sense in the balance of 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 the universe and 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 City A. You know, I mean, it's it's been it'll have been a long time coming for them. But, um, yeah, if them coming back and whether they win the Scudetto or not this year, if they're kind of in the race until the end, I think that would really restore the balance of things, uh, which have, which has lacked for a while as we really run but, away with the Scudetto for multiple but, years. But th- I think, but I think he thinks Zlatan is a freak. I think it's a big reason why they've had any success at all. Uh, but also, he, I think he kind of thinks it's too good to be true. He can't fucking believe what's going on. And I think he's... Like most Milan fans have a bit of insecurity. Like, okay, when is this going to fall off the rails? Mm-hmm. But, but imagine Zlatan going back to like pushing 40, going back to Milan and getting them Ooh. the first Scudetto. Like imagine the, <laughs> this man has the... They'll be, they'll be mad about what could have been over the last 10 years. I'll be like, what the fuck? Like, this is what we've been missing all this time. I mean, they, eight, they, nine years ago. And they might as well put up they, a statue of, of, of Ibra in the Milan. They, they, they still would have gone to ass whip with Ibrahimovic the past 10 years. That's it. I don't, yeah, man. They still got I mean, the, the, yeah, the, the team, the team is, I mean, they have a good young team. Now. They have a really good young team now. You know, in the years Just after the banter reason. era. I mean, they were bringing in Kaisuke Honda and Kevin Constant. I mean, they, they were bringing in a garbage. They were bringing in garbage acquisitions. Their transfer yeah. activity was terrible. No, terrible. You know, they finally no, they finally seem to have struck something. Yeah. So, who's the? I know. I know. I know. Uh, Sam is young enough to 
to like pay attention to these like Serie A folklore stories. Who's the guy from Milan who who's the only claim to fame is he took a picture in a bow tie and, and wearing no shirt. Who was that guy? Kevin Constant. That was Kevin Constant. Oh, okay, I so thought you were going to say uh, Raul Bellanova, the guy who's only claimed to fame so far. was the guy who... I thought you were going to say Raul Bellanova, the, the, another fullback who's only claimed to fame was he took a picture of Ronaldo with Chiellini and his, and his naked bird in the background walking, uh, walking through oh. the chain. <laughs> Remember that? Dude, that was that was funny. I, I remember that one. Yeah, thank God. I mean, he 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 didn't look like he had any uh, any shrinkage. So thank God he could have been a really bad George Costanza situation. Ooh, right Seinfeld reference. One of my favorite shows, my man. You just Dude, went up. I was in the Seinfeld pool. So I was in the pool. I don't get Seinfeld. That's the best show. So not funny. It's the best. It's the best, best comedy of all time. It's so I mean, it's, it's it's a bunch of white people hanging out. So Giovanni's like, nah. Nah, I'm not with it. <laughs> Super realistic. The the funniest thing, speaking of speaking of Giovanni, the funniest thing he's ever told me, and I and I mentioned to Sam when I was w- w- kind of thinking of the new, and I'm again I'm plugging him to in Giants clothing when I'm when I'm releasing like black hoodies, and I offer them to Giovanni. He's like, dude, I'm a black guy in Chicago. I am not wearing a black hoodie. <laughs> no, you what you had asked me was like, yo man, throw your hood up and like walk like you know you you, you got also i want to take pictures like like a boxer walk like this i'm like, like bro i'm in a park with a pit bull i'm not fucking throwing my hood up <laughs> Chicago problem. no way man get out uh, of i mean it's 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 sad that you know black guy can't put a hoodie on without without thinking yeah, something so, in the back of his head i wouldn't i wouldn't even i wouldn't even do, I wouldn't so even do it i wouldn't even I, do it. I was so i was talking so at my company i was doing like some you know, whatever leadership, the the DNI, like diversity and inclusion training, or whatever, and the stuff that everyone loves to do. Right, one of the VPs, black guy, was like, "Yeah, man." He's like, "The one, like, I don't, I don't wear a hoodie in public. Like, I wear them to stay at home, but I don't wear them in public." And I'm a grown ass, sixty something year old black man, and I just thought in my head, I'm like, "How fucking annoying is it that I need to curtail what I wear?" to go on a goddamn walk in my neighborhood because I could get shot. Yeah, Anyways, it's pretty well. It's, it's, it's pretty well. That, I, though, I, feel like, I feel like Giovanni, uh, it's, like a, it's, like a, it's like a scene out of a sitcom, like uh, Dave Chappelle's show. Jo- <laughs> Look at this guy. I feel like Giovanni and that one guy, one, one, that other black guy in IT, they just like throw up peace signs to each other. Like, <laughs> Like, no, I got, actually, I got you, bro. I'm, no, I'm in a pretty mixed team, so that's like, cool, man. No, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I just I'm good just, balance. Um, boys, okay. this was fun. I mean, we can squeeze in a, we can squeeze in a couple more topics. I got nowhere to go. Uh, well, the, the Derby <laughs> della Mole this weekend. Uh, let, let's let, let's oh, let's rock it, let's rock God, it man. Home, let's I wish I Just could be Dybala there. has to play, right? Because Morata, like an idiot, decided to go get a red card. What a dumbass. Like, Maybe this is good. Maybe this will like... be good. Maybe it'll be a good thing. It's, it's so funny how Mor- 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 like Morata doesn't get a red card for like, like a bone-in challenge. He, he gets it for saying, that was not a really fair penalty. It, it was like something so, <laughs> something so not threatening. And this guy's like, bam, red card for you. And they're trying to appeal the, the two-match ban. Which was, I mean, come on. The guy said something to the referee. Ban him for one match. Give him a fine. 
what are you what are you doing what are you doing two matches without you know without Morata? I'm making excuses he's a grown he's not baby Morata anymore he should have just Alvarito walked his ass inside the dressing room and then been like stupid ass Dybala next time you know what he, he's he, he's fed up of he's fed up of fucking drawing games one one I am too good Good for him. I'm glad he's pissed. When he comes back, I hope he has even more of La Grinta. That's it. Hot Unfortunately, take. it was a straight red. You know, so I'm Hot take. And then I'm going I'm to I'm 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 leave on that. And then we can see if, like, Turin Giants Twitter explodes. If Dybala does not write his ship by Christmas and, and the winter break, the, he's, he's, he's gone next summer. Sure, because man. they're probably going to try to make an agreement with someone over winter and 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 he'll be gone next summer someone in england will pay him 15 million a year england spain whoever it is yeah if he doesn't if he yep. doesn't get his shit in gear by the transfer season of the winter transfer season He's gone next summer. I'm telling you, Mark man. It's a, it's a swap with Isco. Real Madrid already has a blank check for no, him. No, man, don't even... Like, you'll know. be surprised what it's going to be. You'll be surprised. Okay. You might, you'll surprise you. Okay, Mr. Mumblano. Do you want Isco? I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I want Isco. He's just Isco. another, like... I don't want Isco. What about, what about, what about all this talk about Ramos, you know, requesting a crazy oh, ass house? He's so, me out of my misery. He could, he could fuck off. Like, he, yeah, he's no so way. not Juve no material. Way. Yeah. Sergio Ramos needs to go. He's going to be another, like, Diego Godin signing, like Inter did. We'll just figure out a way to, like, bounce him in a year or two. Yeah. Well, I, well I, I don't think Ramos is a good idea. A couple, of, couple years ago, I would have taken it, now, but... Nah. Go pick up Locatelli. That's like really easy. And then And some young fullbacks, baby. Some young fucking Yeah, fullbacks. sure. Make make Sam happy. Get him Make Sam happy. Bring back Pellegrini. That's already hap- that's already happening. Bring back bring bring in a young right back, man. We should we should bring back Caceres for, for the record fourth or fifth <laughs> time. <laughs> Is, uh, nah, man. I don't know. He, it actually you Cas- know who I Sorry, you guys, you know, funny enough, who would be really, really good in this peerless team that plays a lot from the side? Nick Steiner. You guys laughing. You might laugh, but to me, because he was balanced enough and he had enough of an engine to run for 90 minutes and he was good on defense and he was good on offense. Very well balanced. Right, yeah, obviously, man. I mean, H cut up to him, and then you know the engine slowed down. But otherwise, to me, in his prime, he would have been the best fullback. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we've we've uh, we've had so many talented players that we don't really. But Juve is moving so fast that we're we're kind of in the new era of Juve. But you bring back Pogba, you bring back um, Licksteiner of like circa of 2015. You bring back a couple more people, and it's a it's a Killer of a team, man. Anyways, yeah. Well, too bad we're not there now. We got we got to fucking evolve, baby. We got to fucking evolve. That's what you got to do if you want to stay on top. I mean, eventually, eventually, everyone's vying for the king uh, for the king's crown. You know, yeah. You 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 you, you got to do something to stay innovative. So you you, you come. It's certainly king. not playing through Cuadrado on the right wing. <laughs> for, you come for at thirty-eight matches. You come at the king. You best not miss. All right, boys. This was fun. It was awesome for you guys to join us. 
and I'm talking to the listeners. You guys are the best. Uh, thank you for all the kind words. It's a, it's a crazy time for you, and that's why we are here um, to, to, to walk you guys through it. If you have any questions, any concerns, please email us to ringgiantspodcast at gmail.com. No one's, no one's emailing, by the way. Everyone's just on Twitter. <laughs> I feel like it's... Everyone's you know, just DMing and uh, answering Giovanni's tweets. I know. I feel like I'm, I'm like this, uh, hey, why don't you send me an electronic mail, youngsters? Um, like nobody wants to email anybody. It's like asking people to send us a letter or something. But uh, thank you all for staying in, staying in touch. Follow us on Instagram, to Giants everywhere just, just google turin giants and and um we'll be there thank you boys and girls this was fun guys you the best forza juve forza juve my guys take it.